What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every freaking Friday. I am one of your hosts, Brittany Brunbacher, alongside the beautiful, the stunning, the gorgeous, the charming Danny Pena. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. Thank you. Hello, you are here, but honestly, like you get all of your your good looks and stunning charms from your beautiful, beautiful wife, Rihanna Minuel Pina. Yay. And baby girl. And baby girl. She's got and me glowing. Yeah. How are y'all doing? Tired. Yeah. <laughs> Very. And the baby's still not here yet, but, <laughs> you know, it was Does still it tired. Does feel like it? <laughs> Just you wait. No, you're going to crush it. Yeah, let's keep it real. You know, it's kind of one of those days where it's been a long few weeks. And I think it's personally kind of just catching up to me. But we're going to do our very best. I got my glass of whiskey. Danny, I know you had a shot. Rhea, I know you're you're hydrating with a good old H2O. So we'll bring the goods and the energy. So this week and next week, I can talk about them both at once. These are pre-recorded episodes that are going to span this week and next week because WGG is taking our annual summer vacation to spend time with friends and family and relax a little bit. And unfortunately, our girl Andrea is not feeling super great, so she will not be joining us for any of these episodes. But she She's okay. She's an ass kicker. She is going to be just fine. And this is our game of the year episode so far. Excuse me. Feels like we've already gone through all of 2023 already. I'm it not does. Gonna lie. There's been a year's worth of games. That's for sure. Yeah. So we're going to talk about our favorite games of the year <laughs> thus far. And it's going to be a good time. But first, I want to say thank you to this month's Patreon producers, Chewy's Godson, Ferris Atia, Justin Foshi, and Punctified. And thank you to anyone who has joined our Patreon community or left new podcast reviews since we're recording this ahead of time. I don't know what y'all have done, so I can't give you the proper shout outs, but we will do that when we return. And this week's episode is brought to you by Honey and Shopify, but we'll tell you all about that later. All right, friends, like we were saying, this has been a hell of a year. I was actually looking through our game of the year so far episode last year, and it was like barren. It was dry. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, there were like some stuff on there that was good, but Elden Ring had already come out and we're like, okay, Elden Ring, God of War is coming out. Everything else was like fine, Mm -hmm. but there was nothing that would stir the conversation that I think we're going to have for this year. So how this is going to work is that this episode is going to cover the months of January, February, and March of 2023, and then next week's episode will cover the remaining months up through June. So let's start with January of 2023. Danny... Of this list, and I mean, I, I've only pulled like six or seven games. There's obviously the full list you could you could refer to. Which one do you think is a game of the year contender that came out in January of 2020? Can, can I say one thing before we have this Absolutely. start conversation? Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And I have this conversation too with, with the GTR crew, Paris and Pete. I think Paris, this you year, mean that, that motherfucker who hates Resident Evil? Yes, that Paris? that's the guy, that's the guy, the, no, the Resident okay. Evil hater. <laughs> I think 2023, as of right now, is going to be, and still... Best year in gaming so far. There's so oh, many, man. so many games, especially now the games that's coming out after August all the way to like November, early December is looking intense. <laughs> like it's yeah. too many games. And we don't even so. know what Nintendo is going to announce. Well, mm-hmm. we're recording this before Nintendo's Direct. We don't even know what they're announcing. Can you imagine if they put out a new like 2D Mario game or if they remake Super Mario RPG, which is the game I'm hoping it is? Like, I, I can't so. even. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot. So just want to bring that up because yeah, right. it's yeah. a lot of games. So I imagine at the end of the year when, when you girls record the game of the year episode, that's going to be tough. It's oh, a yeah. lot. <laughs> it's going to be a lot <laughs> of games. I know. But all right, so January. Oh, okay. 
So it's the games pretty- I have listed here, and these are just some that I pulled. Fire uh-huh. Emblem Engage, Monster Hunter Rise, First Spoken, Hi-Fi Rush, Hitman World of Assassination, and Dead Space Remake. Now, obviously, I don't think First Spoken is going to win any Game of the Year awards, but I wanted no. to pull notable releases, maybe mm-hmm. games that sparked conversation, because it brings us all back. Because how was that six months ago? I don't know, but it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, and this was a game that it just came out of nowhere, Hi-Fi Rush, I think, was ah, a phenomenal okay. game completely surprised me i didn't know it was gonna be that good you know but i played it multiple times i finished it like two times almost three so uh, i really enjoy that game so and plus it was one of those games that was just came out of nowhere for xbox yeah so i think i'll go with hi-fi rush for me what about you where you played hi-fi rush too right I did. And of the the games on, you know, this list uh, for January, it's probably Mm -hmm. the highest for me. And I know there's lots of folks who love like Monster Hunter Rise and stuff like like I get it. It's just this is the one that connected with me. And I can definitely see it putting up a good fight in different categories, like depending on the outlet, depending on the, the way that they split up their game of the years. Like it's definitely a great rhythm game. <laughs> like it's it's mm-hmm. one of my favorites that I've maybe ever played. Oh. Super, super inventive. Like it's really even hard to nail down a genre for this game, right? Like it's just so creative and so unique. So I, I can see it popping up on different lists here and there. It may not qualify for indie depending on <laughs> the way you, you define it, but it was definitely a huge surprise. Right. And if there was like a cultural moment game, I think it it has at least an honorable mention, if nothing else. But I wanted to give maybe just another quick honorable mention. And this isn't a game that I've finished, but season a letter to the future. I know that that game had a lot of really big fans. It was from Scavenger Studio released at the very end of the month, January 31st, mm-hmm. on PlayStation and PC. But a lot of times we don't see indies on these Game of the Year lists, and I feel like this exercise for this episode and then our next episode for the second half of the first half, wait, second quarter <laughs> of the okay. year um, will be the hard. best place to talk about them, right? So I just do want to give a quick shout out to some of those smaller experiences. That that, Season that a Letter one. to the Future. I have one more. Dead Space remake. Yeah, yeah, that was gonna be mine. Oh yeah, I'm looking at seasonal. I wanted to and play this re. I didn't realize I had been out since yeah. January. Yeah, Lord, there's so much right now. It's so hard. I get it. I have it's to mention to Dead Space. Dead Space is so so good. I love the original, and mm-hmm. this one is even better than the original, which is wild to me. But I totally agree with you, Danny. Yeah. That's gonna be my. And it's still, you know, I don't think it's going to win my overall game of the year contender. But if I had to make a list of my top like five or six games, like it's definitely mm-hmm. up there. You know, it's hard to take. A, obviously, we've seen Capcom kind of perfect this, but it's hard to take a game that's older like that and really transform it into something that fits air quotes modern standards for survival horror and. The way that they made this game even more terrifying and intense than the original. I think about the the music, the ambient sounds, the sound of the necromorph claws clickety-clacking everywhere. You know, the peel system is disgusting. But it's so cool when you're shooting the necromorphs with the laser and their like limbs are slowly tearing away. He's like, boop. It was really, really well done. And I love how they made the Ishimura just feel so much larger and grander in scale. And backtracking in survival horror games, they just like peanut butter and jelly, it always goes together, right? And sometimes it can feel tedious. Mm-hmm. But thanks to their, oh, what was it called? The um, intensity director, Danny, right? I think the thing that made it so you never knew what was going to happen. It was almost like a, I'm not going to call it, it's like a system that they built internally that could tell when something hadn't happened in a while in your game. And so you might go down a corridor like an hour ago and there is nothing there. And you might go back later and then you'll have flickering lights or maybe a, a mm-hmm. gate will just bust out of nowhere. And you're like, I was not expecting that. And so every place through i felt like it was really unique and i love how they fleshed out the characters and like oh my god the game was just so good it's so, so freaky though so good so good yeah yeah do you think they're gonna remake the other ones 
I can see two. I just can't see three. I don't know how they're going to make that yeah. scarier because it felt kind of meh. Mm-hmm. I could compare three with Resident Evil... Five. Five. Hey, that's yeah. the only one I've played. Hey! <laughs> that's like an action pack. Yeah. Bombs everywhere. <laughs> it's just weird. Cooperative adventure. Yeah. yeah There's yeah, daylight. Yeah. I mean- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, daylight too. <laughs> There's daylight. I love you. Yeah, yeah I think uh, you know it's interesting. I think if they were to remake three, though, if I think two would make a lot of sense. That's kind of like the given. And then if they could redo three, though, because I feel like whenever someone mentions Dead Space three, you get an automatic eye roll. But like, listen, like I liked it for what it was. You know, it was a co-op game, and I'm sure you lose the tension and the horror when you do horror games and co-op most of the time. But mm-hmm. I'd like to see them give it a go. So yeah, I think for January, my my vote would definitely have to be Dead Space remake. But all right, um, so we're on the same page on that one. All right, cool. It's a good yeah, vote. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm bummed out by Fire Emblem Engage. I don't know if I'm the only Fire Emblem person here, but that was kind of a I, little bit of. I slept on that game. And yeah, I, I love the previous one. I was just not in the mood Three to play. Three Houses was so, so good. And yeah. I think that's why I was so disappointed with Engage. I just felt like the story was really, you know, pretty paper thin. The characters weren't interesting. And as someone who really got into Fire Emblem with Three Houses, I was really excited to meet all these legacy characters that were going to be in Engage. But the way they were introduced was really boring and I couldn't bang them. And I'm like, this is pointless. Mm. <laughs> so that's why I, right. so no I passed bang. on it. Two out of 10. Yeah, yeah. No banging zero out of 10. So. <laughs> Mm, any other surprises in January, y'all, before hey. we move on to the next month? There was some fun, you know, ports and stuff. Like, obviously, we love seeing Power Wash updates and things like that. Power Wash Stimulator? Yeah. yeah I, w- I, I would say you, uh, nothing I could give you a disappointing one. Ooh. Forspoken? No, the go- GoldenEye <laughs> the 007 game. I yeah. thought it was going to be oh, something cool yeah. and at least a little bit different. No, I wasn't. I was very disappointed with that one. This now, is- was that the one that didn't have the online co-op built into it and that was weird? Was that the... Well, it depends. So you got the, if you play the Xbox version, that one, there's no online. It just looks pretty, right? But (laughs) the Nintendo Switch version, it's online, but it's very bad. Like on multiplayer, it's it's terrible in that one. That's very ass backwards. Yeah, very backwards, yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. And I don't want to like, honestly, like I know I just made a little joke at first spoken, but here's what I will say. I'm not going to be the (laughs) sit horse. I actually enjoyed the game. It wasn't Mm -hmm. perfect. It had its faults, but it's not a terrible game. And I bring it up because... In our episode last year, we were talking about Forspoken. Yeah, it was one of our most anticipated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm really happy that this game exists still. And I'm sad, you know, we might not see any more from this this IP. But uh, I did enjoy it for what it was. And, you know, right expectations will let you have a good time. And Mm -hmm. that was, like, the key for Forspoken. So, okay, before we move on, friends, to what's the next month? February. February. (laughs) Help. (laughs) Months are hard. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this week's sponsors. This week's episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by PayPal Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. But did you know that it only takes a few seconds to get Honey? That means if you go to add it to your laptop or iPhone right now, you could be done before this ad read is even over. So if you've thought about getting PayPal Honey and you're able to do it safely, check it out while I'm telling you all about it. It's quick, I promise. And you know what else works fast is Honey's deal-finding abilities. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. And this is how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. 
Now, May and June are busy times. I feel like all of my friends' kids, including my own, were born in these two months. Top it off with Mother's Day and Father's Day. And man, I have been doing a lot of online shopping. And Honey always has my back. I've lost track of how much money I've saved on toys and customized gifts. And all it requires me to do is press a button. It's the easiest way to spend, not spend. You want to save money with Honey, and that's what Honey will let you do. And like I've said earlier, getting Honey is seriously easy and only takes a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash what's good. That's joinhoney.com slash what's good. This episode of What's Good Games is also brought to you by Shopify. You know what that sound means? That is the best kind of notification because that is the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment another business dream becomes a reality. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling WGG emoji t-shirts or mugs, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. What's incredible to me about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take it to the next level. Now it's your turn to get serious and start selling with Shopify and try Shopify today. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash what's good, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash what's good. With January out of the way, now we move on to February. See, I remembered what comes after January this time. So February, some notable releases. Metroid Prime Remastered, Hogwarts Legacy, Blanc, Wild Hearts, Like a Dragon, Ishin, PSVR 2, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, Octopath Travel 2, and Destiny 2 Lightfall. Re. Yeah. What gets you hot and bothered? Destiny 2 Lightfall. Yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Lightfall was such a, an amazing return for me personally, and I know also for Andrea. And we played, I think, more of this than any other release in the, like the last couple years. I know Witch Queen is definitely up there, but Lightfall really welcomed new players and completely changed the the mechanics of all of the different subclasses for the three different types of guardians that you can choose. And I think it, it made things a lot more approachable for people. It also did away with some of these grindy messes that really just sucked the life out of the meta. Like when everybody you play with is looking for one particular gun for PvP, it, it really just makes it not fun, right? And mm-hmm. you're doing the same dungeon the same strikes and everything over and over again and you have them memorized it feels like work like it really does take the life out of my enjoyment of this kind of game and Lightfall was a breath of fresh air it gave us some really beautiful environments like this really cool synth wave you know like light theme like everything is neon and bright and beautiful and colorful 
there's some really great environmental art in this DLC that like I haven't really seen anything like it in Destiny before. Like there's wall graffiti that like represents different stories from the people who live in these places before you come across them. Like it's just absolutely breathtaking. And the characters are really engaging. I actually gave a shit when things happened to them, you know, like like they got me invested and it's been a while since I felt that way about Destiny. So I really appreciated it and I still didn't finish it, but I really, really enjoyed my time with it and it's definitely up there for best ongoing game for me. I think it takes... Fortnite this year on my oh, list. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-mm. You know, something I didn't circle back with you on is one of our Magic 8-Ball predictions was, will the mount or whatever the fuck it was in Fortnite beat cheesy? So the traversal it? item. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it was just a normal mount, right? Like you're riding a oh, dinosaur. Okay. It's just like riding oh, a wolf yeah. or whatever. It's, it's like, not the Nimbus Cloud is what you're It's saying. not the fucking Nimbus Cloud. Which, oh, that's really stupid. Yeah, which I, I have lots of feelings about. But So do you think Destiny 2 Lightfall will take home any awards this year? I think it has a really great shot at ongoing game, for sure. The the Game of the Year awards for Jeff Keighley's show. I think it has a really good shot. It's a huge event and super, super well-received. And I just really can't say enough good things about it. I still think about going back and finishing it. If only we all had time, yeah. Someone <laughs> needs to win the lottery and give it all to members of What's Good Games and yes. their spouses so we can just play games all day. Okay, Danny. Yes. What about you gets you all hot and bothered from this February list? Ooh, well, I'll start with the big one. The biggest surprise for me for the okay. month of February, finding out that we were having a baby. That oh. was in February. Oh. <laughs> that was in February. <laughs> wow. That's the first one. That's and true. I can't believe it's been I, that long. I, that's what I was wowing about. Holy crap. Yeah, time is flying. Woo. My God. Yeah. We're halfway there. We're halfway there. Damn. Hell yeah. So I think, look, it's not going to win anything. Two of the games I'm going to mention, okay. it's not going to win anything. But for me, okay. I think it was pretty good for the month of February. One is uh, Metro Prime Remastered. That was a big surprise. Again, man, what's up with these surprises? Back to back. Okay. I really enjoyed Metro Prime. I can't wait for four. Hopefully, we'll hear something about it in the future. I doubt it tomorrow, but hopefully someday. What is the state of Metro Prime for right now? Is it still like in limbo? Have we not heard anything since it was officially scrapped? Yeah, that's the last thing I heard too is we have to start from scratch because they wasn't feeling it the first one. So, But I'm proud that I'm happy to see that they have the original studio that worked on the older games. So. Do you There's think we hope. Get that this There's year? hope. <laughs> yeah. Do we get that this year? No. No. No way. Okay. No. Maybe okay. in a year or two. Maybe. Maybe. That's a huge maybe. We'll see. Wow. Now another one where I don't see this getting any type of awards. Maybe the as a awards flop award. in your heart, Danny, are good enough. Maybe That's a flop them. award. I could see oh. this as a flop oh, award. No. Oh no. <laughs> PlayStation VR two. I oh. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, but I don't see that device winning anything. Anything. Yeah. And, um, one, the sales numbers has been pretty low, so yeah. it's not looking no, that's good. A, that's a bummer. You're right. That's a... God, yeah. I feel like we're all hyped about it. And Rhea, remember, you enjoyed Horizon Call of the Mountain, right? <laughs> Am uh, I wrong? Enjoy is out. a word for it. I definitely uh, got some vertigo and had, like, real-life knees collapsing <laughs> while playing it. Yeah, she was freaking out. It was so funny. But, um, <laughs> it's very real. It feels like you're in it. <laughs> yeah. Just I don't dangle it's, over a cliff, you know? It's the perfect device for this generation. It's cheaper than the other ones, the, the competitors, right? And I would like to play more of, like, horror games 
that, that's so, what I want. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I know like Village is in there and I get it. But Neo. I love the experiences that are designed for PSVR or VR in general. I think mm-hmm. of this one I did back in the day. I think it might have been an Oculus where you're literally just like laying in a bed and all of this shit is going on around you. It was like a tech demo of sorts. And there's things like crawling on the ceiling and like lights are flashing. And all you can do is look around and take it in. But that's the kind of shit I love. Mm-hmm. Wasn't something there like a demo where you're like sitting in a chair and you look up and something like jumps out from a no, ceiling that's on your a face? Game. No, that's a game that that came out, mm-hmm. I think, in March. This studio is known for this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where is it? I just saw it right go, now. Danny, go, Danny. Go. Sorry. Danny, Sorry go. for that. No, Annie. you're good. No, listen. You're good. We need all the padding we can get okay. for the short-ass episode. The Dark Pictures. Switch back Bad VR. Mountain. VR, yeah, yeah. So that came uh, out March 16th. I put that in Black here. Mountain? <laughs> did I just say Black Mountain? You what? did. <laughs> Switchback Mountain is what I meant. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Dark pictures, black mountain, everything is dark and scary. Um, but I put that in here because I remember you talked about that on Twitter, and I was like, that looks scary, and then I never played it. Well, but, that uh, one, that one, it detects your blinks when you blink in your eye. It, oh, see, that's fucked up. It that, changes. That's... It changes. You see more enemies. More. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, that's fucked up. Okay, see, well, I guess we'll I'm talk about that, that in March. Yeah, yeah. Too much. I'm really disappointed that none of y'all mentioned like a dragon Ishin. It makes me very Aww. sad. We were saving it for you. Yeah, that's Fine. all you. That's all okay, you. Look at that couple couple power move there. Yeah, okay, we yeah. Can't, so, we can't recycle. We can't have everybody singing. <laughs> Thank you for letting me live my glory moment. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, but no, this game was awesome because this came out originally in Japan in 2014. And almost 10 years later, we finally got it over here in the West. And this is a really interesting game because they take all the iconic Yakuza characters, excuse me, like a dragon characters. That's the fucking marketing. It's the weirdest thing ever. Anyway, mm-hmm. and they give them all new identities and faces, which actually is based off of historical things that happen in historical people that existed. And so it was a really, really interesting twist on the Like a Dragon series, especially since it's set in 1860s Japan. So you don't have the neon lights, but you have a whole bunch of shit you can do, like karaoke, dancing, fishing, chicken racing, and gambling. And there's another life, which is like farming. Every I see you smirking at me. And it has some of the best combat, I think, in all the Yakuza series, which is fantastic. Like a Dragon. Take a shot every time I call it Yakuza. Goddamn. My one complaint with it, though, and the reason I don't think it will make... I mean, I'm gonna I'm always gonna love these games is I think the pacing was a little slow and I was never really bored but the story did drag it a little bit and there were some technical issues so but like let's be real I don't play this game for technical issue bitching or you know I play it for the hot sexy shirtless men so um for that and the butts we get so many nice butts in this series we just are not worthy of rgg studio blessing us with all of the butts so yeah i would say like that was a really cool release to get a really cool launch to get i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people despite being so hyped for it and wanting it for so long it kind of dropped off but like still happy it's here i hope it did well and obviously we're getting two more like a dragon games in the next year or so so i feel like obviously whatever they're doing is working and that makes me incredibly incredibly happy Wild Hearts. Did anyone dabble in Wild Hearts? No. No. Didn't touch ah. that. Oh, man. Okay, so this came out February 17th, and I've always wanted to get into a hunting game before. I've tried the Monster Hunter shenanigans, but that just always got way, way too complicated for me. But this one, for some reason, like even though it's complicated and there is an intense learning curve, I fell in love with Wild Hearts, and I still think about it, and I still like want to get back to it one of these days, which is hilarious, because let's be real, when the hell is that going to happen? But I still like keep up on it, and they're still supporting it, which is awesome. But what's really cool about it is, you know, it's a hunting game, but you collect this resource called Thread as you're playing. And what you do is you can then build traps in real time as you're hunting these really beautiful, colorful creatures. And they're huge and weird. And, like, some of them have weird sacks. I don't know what that's all about, but I digress. <laughs> oh, my. I hate sack. Like, what? Like, in Diablo 4, we, sacks are spelled C-A-C-S-A-C, and it grosses me out. Why does everything have to have a sack? You know what I mean? It's not a pleasant <laughs> word. 
it's not. It's, it's like moist. It's like it's like up there. You like moist, actually, though. I, I feel do. like you do like moist. Yeah, things that are supposed to be moist. Yeah, yeah. Things that are supposed to be moist. We've anyway, so you can build like these bulwarks, and you can build these like smashing hammers and shit. And it was just really fun combat, and you can play with a bunch of people. And the co-op was seamless, and I had a lot of fun with it. But again, like that's the sort of game that I feel like you could play forever. So Wild Hearts was a very big surprise for me. I don't think again, like you said, it won't like Danny's infamously saying it's not going to win any game of the year awards, but I think it deserves a nod for being a really fun cooperative hunting game experience. So shout out to Wild Hearts. Real quick shout out to a game that may end up on lists. And it really just depends on the luck of the draw of like who's reviewing things. But Hogwarts Legacy. So I personally Mm. decided not to play this game. If people decide not to play this game, that's their prerogative. 100% freedom here in the US of A for what games you play at least. But I will say the team at Avalanche worked really, really hard on this and they deserve recognition for how much was in this game, which I know from different reviews I've seen because I did want to know about the coverage from other outlets that chose to cover it. Mm -hmm. And I know people who have played it and enjoyed it and really felt like they were in the world that they grew up loving and wanting to be a part of, like wanting to get their owl letter and go to Hogwarts. So (laughs) I I think it's really special that they were able to bring that experience to some people controversy around the creator aside I just want to give Avalanche Studios a shout out because they they put their heart and soul into it and I think that was clear to the people who really loved it yeah yeah I I forgot that game even released until I was making this list I'm like oh that's right because yeah there hasn't been a lot of buzzwords about it but I know I think it sold incredibly well it did from from what I remember surprising no and it's Hogwarts and it's an impressive looking (laughs) video game a lot of Uh, lot of people bought it and didn't say anything about it (laughs) That's what what happens. Mm -hmm. Did any of y'all dabble in Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe? No. I got a code and I didn't play it. Yeah, I started it. And I know this is when this game came out, a lot of folks said this is going to make one of my game of the year lists. And I mean, like, yeah, everyone ticks differently. And that's the respectful thing I'm going to say. Listen, like these games are cute, but they're way too simple. And I just feel like I want some more innovation. But at the same time, I'm happy games like this exist because then I can take them to my dad. I can be like, hey, dad, here's a game you can handle. And he loved it and had such a great time with it. But yeah, like I want to see something a little bit more complicated. Then again, it's Kirby. What the fuck are you going to do with Kirby? I guess, you know, he can deep throat cars now. That's like his superpower. Wow. You need games for for, for Danny, you know what I'm talking about. Don't you wow me. Yeah, but I'm trying to keep it clean. Let's go. <laughs> Trying to keep it clean on West Good Games. What? It's a choice. You fool. Are you new here? <laughs> no comment, but let's go to the next. Let's go with March, right? March? <laughs> yeah. All right, we can move on to March. Okay, so March, some notable releases. We had <laughs> Wolong, Fallen Dynasty, The Dark Pictures, Switchback VR, not Black Mountain or whatever I said earlier, <laughs> WWE 2K23, Tichia, RE4 Remake, MLB The Show, and Dredge. There's so. a couple. There's a couple good ones here. If you don't mind, I, could, I would love no. to go first on this one. Go, yeah, yeah. And this one game you didn't mention okay. from that what list: Dead Cells: Return to Castlevania. Okay. It's an expansion. It's not a full game. It's just an expansion. So if you play Dead Cells, it's a uh, it's a action. Uh, what, what you call this? Re a um, a roguelike. Roguelike. There you go. Oh, uh, that's the word you're looking for. Yeah, okay, gotcha, I was. Gotcha. It wasn't coming out. But anyways, yeah. So, okay. but. The only difference is with Return to Castlevania, it has the, you go to the world of Castlevania that you'll fight, Ooh. like enemies from there. There's tons of music from the original games from, from the old Castlevania. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's Dracula in there too, like it's similar to uh, the old, old, old days. But the only difference is it's very, very, very tough, like similar mm. to like previous uh, Dead Cell content and stuff. So 
Highly recommend it. It's a really good game. If you love Castlevania, you should definitely play this, man. So it has the that super Castlevania four vibe. Like, oh, it's it's dope. It's dope. Is there check? Is there a best DLC category for Game of the Year stuff? Like, I mean, I'm sure different outlets have you know different I, ones. They call that as like best ongoing game, right? Yeah, I but I thought right. that was more yeah. for like multiplayer stuff. I don't should, know. I'm, should, I'm checking. Should. I'm checking right. the categories. That yeah. would be a good category to add yeah, because. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, if Elden Ring if DLC comes out, we don't know. Yeah. I also feel like re-release should have its own category because there's been a lot of those. <laughs> uh, another one that I felt it was really good. And I know, I know, Brittany, you're gonna mention it too. Resident <sighs> Evil Four Remake. Yeah, really good. let's really, talk about it. Really, really good. So, what what did you love about it, Danny? It plays a lot better than the original. Mm-hmm. The gameplay mechanics is a lot smoother. Uh, the other one is, I mean, you can tell it's like really old. From the GameCube days, um, uh-huh. is that was that your first time playing Resident Evil Four? That's that was my first time. Was the GameCube the GameCube version? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah. remember. I'll never forget. I because I didn't like RE Four at first on GameCube. It was too different. I missed my vi- my T virus. I missed my umbrella. I missed the zombies. It was too action focused for me at the time, and it was too mm-hmm. intense. So I put it down for a while, and then I found an action replay on the GameCube. And I was like, I can have infinite health and infinite ammo and a rocket launcher. Hell yeah. And then I played through it. And I was like, okay, like that was fine. But I never really appreciated RE4 until much later on for mm-hmm. kind of like what it did and how it really propelled the, the series forward. But yeah, you know, like you said, it controls a lot better. You can actually move and shoot now. It's amazing yep, how that, that works. I mean, that change alone, it's like, it's big for, for that you know, type of game. It's you know? huge. Yeah. And like we were talking mm-hmm. about with Dead Space, you know, they managed, Capcom managed, and they perfected this, like I've said though, managed mm-hmm. to take a classic like RE4 and modernize it in a way that felt fresh and new, regardless, you know, if you had played it a million times before, but if you had never played it before, it still was a really fun story and it felt much more cohesive and it flowed together better and it made more sense and the environmental storytelling i love how capcom packs their levels with junk it's like the long joke on what's good i'm like oh my god there's toilet paper in the rpd but i love how you know there's no matter where you went everything the sense of scale again like in dead space it was just so so impressive and the story they told was so oh my god the way they fleshed out all the characters and made ashley so much more likable you know you couldn't throw her in a dumpster and she wasn't screaming the whole time it mm-hmm. made it such a more enjoyable experience i do think though they could have done a better job when it came to some of the more odd story beats that were in that game that if you had never played re4 before you might have wondered like why why is this guy here why is he kind of weird what's going on and i think mm-hmm. you know if you're brand new you might have some questions but i don't think it's like a huge nitpick but it was something that i had, I had kind of noticed and i do wish that leon and his companions had more banter as they were going back and forth you know i think that would have been fun but my god like it's amazing that, you know, I've seen that game played many, many, many times, you know, from watching Let's Plays and speed runs, and then I myself have played it. Mm-hmm. They still managed to scare the shit out of me. There were moments oh, yeah. when I would have to, oh, yeah, even though I know it's coming, I would still have to set the controller down and, like, take a beat. Be like, okay, I got this. In some ways, it's almost worse, Danny, right? When you know what kind of mutilated creature is about to, like, bull rush you, you just have to, like, be ready to to accept it. And I, and I wasn't, and it scared me. Yeah, th- let me ask you this question, because I can't remember the GameCube version, but this version, they also added, like, a uh, score where every time you attack, like, the enemies, they'll show you compared to everybody else, like, the score. They added score it in there. compared to everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Uh-uh. It's in the I game. Um, it's in you the beginning like of the game. after each chapter? Yeah, you see, you see, like, the the points, like, overall. Oh, the score. Yeah, 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 But yeah. you could compare. I think you could compare with everybody. I don't remember. I got to go Maybe back. Maybe you could. Play. But see, the and I don't know. This could have been because I played it pre-release. Maybe. Yeah, I, me too. I had it all. Oh, but you saw that? Huh. Yeah. I don't know. 
I gotta double check. I gotta double check. We should go back. You go back because I remember in the original, after you finished a chapter, right? You got like the breakdown and you got like your score at the end of it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. After you finish a chapter, yes, it's coming back to me now. It's my brain. Yeah, you'd get that the 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 screen and it would show you like the time and the items you found, if you found everything, and the collectibles and blah blah. blah. I never, I don't remember seeing it compared to other people though. Was there like a leaderboard? I gotta double check. I don't remember the leaderboard. Anyway, I just want to bring that up very quick. I don't know why, (laughs) but anyway. you know what? It's all good. That's why we're here. To hey, look, 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 guys. Look, what? whoever's listening. The thing is, there's so much content. There's so much games that we've been playing. I forget now more than <laughs> ever. I forget a lot of stuff. So you know, Danny, bless you for mentioning that because I can't tell you. Like honestly, this is something I struggle with: is looking mm-hmm. through all of these games. I'm like, whoa, long file on Dynasty. I'm like, I remember, I really enjoyed that game, but mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you fucking anything about it. I can tell <laughs> I you what I remember. You telling us about it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like a dodge-based combat game, and there was like this really unique system where you could power through it, but the bosses would get like progressively way harder exponentially. So you had mm-hmm. to actually sidetrack in order to get enough XP to face the bosses or something like that. Oh yeah, because of the uh, the systems. Yeah. Okay. That's it. See, this is what I'm saying though, Danny. Like, yeah. To your <laughs> point, I can never remember, and I always feel so bad about it. like is my brain not working? But we just play mm-hmm. so many different games, and then you have to review them, and then you have to move on to the next that you can quickly, quickly forget the mechanics of what made a game good or interesting. So mm-hmm. you're just speaking the truth. But actually now, yeah, I have Wolong on here. So this came out March 3rd. And yeah, like all I really remember about it is it was mm-hmm. Souls-like in a sense. And I remember the combat was so, Soulsborn. so satisfying. Soulsborn, whatever the fuck the cool kids call it. The action in the combat was so good. It was chef's kiss. And I loved it because mm-hmm. even though it did have those Souls tendencies, you could play the whole thing cooperatively with another person. And it was super seamless. And the other person could loot. They could revive you. There was none of this like you have to kick this person out bullshit. And I remember it was just so much fun. And I love the setting of it. I do remember that the story was like all over the place. And by the end, I don't know who the fuck was who. I think there was a super like climatic moment. And I'm like, that person just died. I think that's bad. And it was bad, but I couldn't even tell you who it was. So there were some issues with storytelling, but as from just a purely like gameplay sort of like perspective, Wolong Long Fallen Dynasty was really, really good. And I had a really fun time with it. So that was a surprise for me. Um, Re, anything from March? I mean, shout out to Tachia, which I need to, yeah. to get into. I've only like installed it and booted it up once, so I just haven't had time in the game enough to give a review. But yeah, March March was kind of a, a very unique time for me. I had just found out my life was changing forever, so I yeah. didn't play a lot of games. Have you found that since becoming pregnant that your priority on playing games has shifted already? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it goes. But it's Absolutely. it's not a bad thing, you know. I I'm not gonna get like all sappy with y'all, but I did find would be after having my kid, it really kind of takes the pressure off because you really your perspectives and your priorities kind of change, and you're like, I don't need to play every fucking video game. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and like yeah. for for me, my approach to to covering games has always been I want to cover games that I love, which is why I love being part of what's good games because y'all don't force me to play anything that I don't give a <laughs> shit about. Um, but also like just to elevate games that maybe wouldn't have gotten a chance, they're games that people might have slept on or missed you know and that mm-hmm. really deserve a, a second look like i know desta the memories between is somewhere in this list blanc is somewhere in this list for the first mm-hmm. quarter and they're they're really special experiences they're not going to be game of the year you know they're just not big enough not enough people have played them but they really did stay with me and they're really beautifully like handcrafted stories and they're small right they're bite-sized right. and i really like that we're in a time where gaming can have your star warses which we are probably going to talk about in the next episode and and you can also have your tachias and they can all share the spotlight for a little bit. So those 
are kind of the games that I'm going to be focusing on more, obviously shorter time frame <laughs> that I have to play, especially come November. And, you know, also mm-hmm. games that just really touch me and then I have a really special component to the storytelling so I can really feel like I'm connecting with the people who made it. Like that's what I love the most about gaming is connecting with people. <sighs> Beautiful. That was absolutely gorgeous. Well said, Ree. And I think on that note, we'll wrap up this week's episode of What's Good Games. This was our Game of the Year So Far Part 1. Stay tuned for next week when we'll be talking about Game of the Year So Far Part 2. And maybe we'll take some guesses on what our ultimate Game of the Year will be for 2023. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye!